Live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hey everybody, it's me, Lady Ada, broadcasting live from the Adafruit factory in downtown Manhattan. The uh, factory is snoozing, but we're awake and we're ready for an hour of maker goodness. What's the latest things happening in the maker community? Videos, projects, tutorials, new products, more new products, maybe even a giveaway, we'll see. All that and more for the next hour on Ask Engineer. Wow. What's on tonight's show, Mr. Lady Ada? On tonight's show, the code is Clue Alpha. We'll tell you why. 10% off the Native Fruit Store all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time or later, probably later this week. Um, so you have a little bit of time. But it supports us, an open source hardware company in New York City that 10% off gets you 10% off our products that are in stock. Uh, doesn't get you 10% off of gift certificates or Adabox or Codecademy courses, but everything else, yes. And it supports us, an open source hardware company manufacturing in New York City, 100% woman owned, no loans, no venture capital. When you spend your money, save a buck or two, and this is where it goes. Thank you so much to all of our customers and community out there that keeps this thing going. People around the world, every single week, show and share their projects. The community, Lady will talk about who is on the show and tell and what they shared this week. We'll look at some videos and more from John Park's workshop, which is on every single Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern time, but we'll have some highlights, including a Make Code Minute. We have some Python on hardware news, lots of stuff going on in the world of Python on hardware this week. Some time travel, we'll look around at current events, news, things that are going on in the engineering and maker world. 3D printing, I have a video from Noam Pedro, and a speed up video so you can get all the benefits of 3D printing without having to wait, Why wait? for four hours. It's all the fun, you, all the things you want to see. You want to see it build up and then you want to sure. unbuild and then build up again. Main New York City factory footage, some factory footage right here from Adafruit. Got some new products, we got some top secret. We'll answer your questions. We do that over on Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord. Join all 16,000 of us. Do that towards the end of the show. All that and more on, you guessed it. Dun, dun, dun. Ask an engineer. Yay. Okay, well, a little bit of a reminder. Um, don't forget, code is Clue Alpha. I'll post up uh, that exact code in case you want to cut and paste it and more in Discord in just a second and some other places. Um, Lady Ada, when people shop, in addition to this discount code, they get free stuff. They do, $99 or more, you'll get a free uh, Promoproto half-size breadboard a PCB. It's great for taking your solderless breadboard projects and soldering them on to make them a permanent prototype. That's Promoproto. $199 or more, you'll get a free UPS ground shipping in the continental United States. So that's in the lower 48 states, we'll ship your uh, whole order ground if it's $199 or more with trackable insured shipping that you know and love and depend on. $299 or more, you'll get a free Circuit Playground Express or all-in-one development board that you can code with Arduino, CircuitPython, Code.org, CS Discoveries, uh, MakeCode, <laughs> Ada, Microblocks, Microlisp, TeenyGo, and many other uh, programming platforms. It's great because it's got all the sensors and LEDs and buttons and you know, battery connectors all built in, so you don't have to solder. You can just get plug-in, get going, get coding. Okay, and then for shipping, UPS Ground is best for the U.S. If Reliable. you want to wait a little bit longer trackable. and have some mysteries, because mysteries are sometimes fun. Postal. Not uh, really trackable. Yeah, and DHL for international is the way to go. Good. If you're in New York City and you check out before 11 a.m. and it's part of the zip codes that we can get it to you same day, we have same day delivery in New York City. All right, Lady Ada, people around the world, show and share their projects. We've been doing this for about 10 years. Who is on the show and tell this week, and what did they share with the community? We had a smorgasbord of yeah. people. I can use that word. Cornucopia. Cornucopia. Plethora. Plethora. Really good on the thesaurus today. Yeah. 
Um, Colin. I, I looked up another word for thesaurus and I couldn't find it. Colin uh, did a cool video. He's been doing a lot of web VR projects. He did a VR fly through of Circuit Playground Blue Fruit, just like in the movies when they're like flying through data, you're now flying through circuit boards. Yeah. Very cool. Phil B showed off an old new project, Reborn the Pac Man Clock. Uh, originally for Arduino, now written in Python for the Raspberry Pi. It's going to be coming soon out as a new kit called Spectro, and this is one of the apps that will run on it. It's a really cool Pac-Man chasing, ghost chasing a Pac-Man uh, as a clock. Melissa showed off a project that she's working on right now. It's a web serial plotter, so it's a web browser only plotter and um, serial console input-output device. Yeah, we'll so, talk about this a little bit yeah, later in the show, but it's a big handy. deal. The new version of Chrome allows uh, web, web USB, serial. and you can have live sensor information going in. So yeah. you'll see a lot of that from and the And it's scene. a lot easier than web USB, because we've done web USB, but it's a, kind of a pain because it's very low level, whereas what's nice about web serial is it it's built on top of whatever serial com ports your operating system provides. So whether it's an FTDI or native serial or, or what have you, um, you can connect and get plotting. So, uh, you know, great if you don't want to teach people how to use like Minicom and stuff, which you know, I've used and it's wonderful, but this is much easier. And of course, it also has a plotter built in. Known Pedro uh, talked about this week's project. It's a Titano weather monitor. This was a team up with Blitz City. Liz, she did the code, they did the 3D printing. It was amazing. It was like peanut butter and jelly, except there's three of them. So I guess it's like peanut butter, jelly, and, and marshmallow fluff. Yeah. I think that'd be tasty. Well, bananas, yeah. bananas, pretty good. Oh, that's true, bananas. All right. Yeah. So, anyways, it was a, th a three-way team up, and uh, everyone contributed and uh, came up with a really cool eight-bit styled weather monitor. We'll show the video soon. Yep. GP is experimenting with Bluetooth heart rate monitors. So, wearing a heart rate monitor and then reading that heart rate data on a circuit Python-powered blue fruit board. He's got a feather connected to a seven-segment display showing his heart rate. Uh, we've learned that human heart rate is very variable, and it's a very bad idea. To freak out about your heart rate changing because like everybody's heart rate changes so he, he learned a little bit about himself yeah and uh we talked about this on the show and tell and just one thing because i want to put a bug in everyone's ear um because we're doing a that lot of terrible why would you put a bug in somebody's ear like i like i'm not feeling itchy just thinking about it yeah yeah don't put bugs in the ears okay um so to put a, a thought in the thought machine i don't know look yeah. you started it okay um one of the things we want to do is kind of unlock all the hardware that we that we all have. So Bluetooth Low Energy is a lot of things, but you can't mix and match it. Like, what if you wanted to have your playlist, the music that you listen to, change based on your heart rate? Well, you're going to be able to do that with CircuitPython and all this stuff. What if you wanted to have um, a MP3 play when you got to a certain location? Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe it's for, like, oh, when I get to this historic area, it plays a, a MP3. Yeah. Um, so you'll be able to do all of that with all the Bluetooth Low Energy and Circuit Python stuff we're doing. Um, we haven't seen projects that people can do like that, so we want to help unlock that. So coming soon. Coming uh, soon. But tune in to JP's show tomorrow yep. at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, and you can see the beginning of all this. Um, then Liz came by, also showed off um, her Titana weather meter that she worked on, as well as... Uh, an update on her little Bluetooth synth. It's just super cute. It's like an okay synth, but with a Bluefruit feather coming soon to a guide near you. Um, Hero Effect came by and uh, showed off that we recently added um, Circuit Python support to the Meow bit from Kittenbot. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. And he just um, demoed it, and he also wrote a little game uh, using DevShipu's uh, game engine. So a good good demo to verify that. The buttons work, the sensors work, the buzzer works, the speaker works, screen works, everything works. 
Sean uh, had a dot star polar coordinate like binary clock with like it's binary but it's like analog binary looked really cool like kind of like a like multiple circles of color um, used like a mirrored acrylic on the background for a nice look uh, and it's using a GPS for timekeeping Fabian made a micro bit uh, portable game handheld uh, that was an OLED display and you can use the micro bit as like a cartridge because you just plug it in and out which is a good idea um, he also uh, wrote a Pi Gamer game, but fully in ADA. So you had to use the ADA language, which means the whole hardware subsystem had to be completely rewritten in ADA. But he got it working. Um, really good job there. Uh, I didn't know that we even had ADA support for the 7051, but I guess we do. Coding Pro made an NPM package for the Adafruit API. Looked up some boards, and it worked. So good work with that. Helen is making an embroidered synthesizer it's in process. Andrew made a mini LED business card with uh, a coin cell holder that he's modifying. Okay, all participants on the show and tell get an as seen on show and tell sticker. Email support at adafruit.com. We'll send you out one. If you're a kid, please have a guardian like entity email with you for that sticker. It's part of our Adafruit live series of shows. JP show, like I said before, is on at four Eastern time on all the video streaming networks. Yep. Um, we also do a um, MakeCode segment, specifically a MakeCode Minute. So tomorrow on um, JP Show, you'll see a new MakeCode Minute. Here is the one from, from last week. the previous episode. MakeCode it away. What I've got for the MakeCode Minute today uh, is a way to use the Circuit Playground Express as a keyboard input device. I know that's been a theme lately. Uh, keyboard HID input device over USB, so plugged in, uh, but I'm doing it on an Android tablet in this case. So mobile devices, I'll try to, I'll try to show you what I've got set up here, although I have a bazillion cables plugged in, uh, and then I'm going to switch to a display. So there's a little Android tablet there. Uh, and over USB, I've just plugged in this lovely little uh, Circuit Playground Express. So let's look at the code first, and then we'll look at it in action. Uh, if you take a look here, I'm bare minimum. This is really simple. All I've done is I've gone into Advanced Extensions and added the keyboard extension. So this keyboard extension gives us the option to add in uh, media key, function keys, or keyboard presses. Uh, or just uh, sending a single character. So what I've done is I've said using the input on button A click, the keyboard will type out the phrase Circuit Playground Express, and on a button B click, it'll type in the phrase Make Code. So to see it in action, I've got the uh, Android tablet plugged in here, and now I'm going to press a button on my Circuit Playground Express, and you can see here, it just types in Circuit Playground Express. And now I'll, type, I'll press the other button, and it types out Make Code. So this is really uh, great because the, uh, previously there were some issues with plugging in the device into an Android tablet or into an iOS device where uh, you'd get one of those warnings where it said, oh, we, we can't use this accessory. Uh, some things have been fixed in the background in beta. Uh, so if you want to do this, you can go into beta, and when you compile your, your code and download it onto the Circuit Playground Express, it'll now work on your mobile devices again, which is excellent. A lot of cool projects you can do with that. And so that is how you can use your Circuit Playground Express as an HID keyboard input device over USB inside of MakeCode. 
And that is your Make Code Minute. All right, so that's Make Code Minute. You'll see the next one tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. All right, Python on hardware time. Blinka, blinka, blinka. Blink, blinka, blinka. Let's get right to it. Um, first up, we have a refresh of our site, circuitpython.org, all sorts of things to explore and do and learn and subscribe to and see the latest libraries, the number of boards, downloads, we have a counter, number of uh, Linux boards that Blinka uh, is supported by. So we thought, you know what? This is a lot of stuff. We should make like a one-minute video that shows all the cool things about CircuitPython. We totally should, Phil. And should. Uh, Noam Pedro did an excellent oh, job. Oh, they did it. So take it away, Noam Pedro. Yay. Welcome to CircuitPython.org. CircuitPython is an easy-to-use programming language for microcontrollers. Here you can see the best boards that you can use to make projects. The downloads page now has over 100 boards, so you can see all of the latest hardware. There's a counter, so you can see the number grow when more get added from the community. There's also a ton of Linux boards that will work with Blinka, so you can use all of the libraries CircuitPython has to offer. Use the downloads link and grab the library bundle. You'll want to use the latest libraries to keep your projects up to date. Check out the contributors page to get involved and see all the latest pull requests and open issues. For all things CircuitPython related, check out the links in the awesome list. You can listen to podcasts, chat on the Discord server, and subscribe to the newsletter. So go to circuitpython.org and get your projects up and running. And nice. that's just the beginning. So uh, a lot more in store for CircuitPython and all the sites and properties um, that we have. Okay. Uh, I'm excited. We showed a little bit of this last week because it was breaking news. But An um, ARM. Yeah. Um, no. A circuit board. ARM chip. Um, no, ARM chip no, on an ARM chip. <laughs> yeah. So Michael and Alex and Drew are working on the Open Hardware Summit badge. It's a wearable. It's a watch. And it runs CircuitPython. CircuitPython powered. Uh, over in Discord, we added new emojis um, that I just posted up. Um, the Open so Source hard the open source hardware logo, the OSI logo, and Blinka was already there. But that's uh, what the badge is going to look like. You can follow the progress on Twitter, on our newsletters, and more, and uh, get a preview of what's going to be at the Open Hardware Summit coming up in March. Uh, Moo has an update. This update for Moo is basically to fix some stuff. Catalina. Um, <laughs> we're all just dealing with Catalina, and that's okay. Uh, so if you're on a Mac and you're having problems with Moo, you'll want to download the latest yep. version of Moo. It is 1.03. It's a bug fix release with new features. Um, they didn't want to do release this soon, but you know, with OS, OS uh, X, you have to kind of keep up with what's going on. Yeah. So that's out there. But I wanted to draw attention to something. The developer of Moo, amongst other things, now has the GitHub sponsors thing. So we sponsored. We sponsor. We did. Great. We immediately sponsored. So we, we sponsor. We sponsor a couple of people. We do. We sponsor Bunny. We sponsor uh, Sar from Bullport. We sponsor Arturo. We sponsor uh, Entol, Nicholas. So here's the thing. I've heard this a lot of times in, in, in the open source community. Oh, if there was uh, only, if only a way, was a way. Only I could a way. donate to you. but Especially if like, it was like, matched. Yeah. So um, GitHub sponsors is now active and live. If you want to support a open source multi-platform, application that's very helpful and useful. Great for students, free yeah. to download. But um, you know, just because free to download doesn't mean it's free to support. Somebody has to spend yeah. that time, that love, that attention. So check it out. You can find this on GitHub and it's github.com slash sponsors slash and You can look at it on our blog and the newsletter. 
and more. So here's the thing. There's, there's, besides us, there's only one other person who's sponsoring. Nicholas, you, everyone can do a little bit better. Go, go, everybody. So we can do better. We Give can do a better. buck or two. We can do better. Um, Hackspace Magazine, latest issue is out. And Serpente gets 10 out of 10. Congratulations, Arturo. Um, nice. Big debut. 10 out of 10. Really hitting um, hard. So we're out of the gate. So one of the things, um, they compare boards, and uh, so we don't do that because if we did, like, comparisons, people would say, hey, you're just going to pick data for one all the time, even if it was, like, a good review. Like, we know strengths and things to work on with electronics. Um, so this was really nice to see because this has nothing to do with us other than CircuitPython runs on it. And Arturo gets all the benefits of that so he can focus on the hardware. But it got 10 out of 10. Yay! Out of the gate. Good work. Eight, ten snakes out of ten snakes. Yeah. Um, and then we uh, also noticed that there is an article, uh, Three Ways of Blinking LED User Circuit Python. Ben wrote a really good article in there. Um, Hackspace is free, but you can subscribe to it. If you do, you get a Circuit Playground Express. Um, the latest issue is available now for download or purchasing or subscription, and it's the best Raspberry Pi projects. Okay, we added some more boards to CircuitPython.org. This is the ARMCon. It's a, it's a conference badge, yeah. so you can't get it if you didn't go to the this But it's super cool. Yeah. It's got an e-ink display, so that's great. And uh, here's another example of because they use CircuitPython, they got all the benefits of all the things that we did with the NRF52840. So anything that works with Bluetooth or NeoPixels or e-ink, you got all that stuff um, out of the box. And this badge it can be updated and updatable forever. Um, because it's cool. part of CircuitPython. It's VIP. Next up. Meowbit. Meowbit now runs CircuitPython. I and did a little demo. We even did a demo. It. So let's uh, let's play a video of past us. Go past um, me. Hot off the, the kitten press, which Wait. sounds meow. <laughs> 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 <But laughs> that's what it is. So take I it do away. like squishing kittens, yeah. but like gently. All right, Ladyita, what is this? Hey, Phil, this is a CircuitPython Sunday. I'm testing out a new pull request to add support. Circuit Python, you can see Blink up there, to the Meow Bit. This is like a micro bit kind of compatible, also works with Arcade from Kittenbot. It's a really adorable design. You can see you can make little arcade games with the D-pad. Um, but for this demo, I'm using Display.io, um, so we get the terminal, and I'm printing out the data from the built-in accelerometer, gyro, and temperature sensor. And then uh, you can go to the REPL, and you can uh, you know print things. Print. Hi, Blinka. So everything's working out so far. Um, so you're going to see this merge into CircuitPython real soon, download it, and install it onto your MeowBit. Okay, also we have a um, now playing display demo that you can use with Circuit Playground Bluefruit. It shows your current song information on the screen. So this is part of the projects that JP's doing to show all this cool Bluetooth low energy stuff that you can do. Um, you know, we've been doing the, the Python on hardware newsletter for a few years now, and every single week there's yet another thing that is powering electronics or hardware using Python. So Boston Dynamics just released their Spot SDK. It's open source and it's Python powered. So if you want to um, ever control or work with one of these, uh, Packbox. Packbox that I so I would I would want to understand what's going on inside of it. So I think this is good. Um, so there's a Python quick start. Um, we link to that and more 
And here you can see Adam Savage, who I think uh, has one on loan for a while, and they're going to put it through its paces. But it's on GitHub and more. Here is some cool custom front panel stickers for um, the thermal camera project that Cedar Grove did. That just looks good. Alex is working on a sock puppet robot using CircuitPython and Cricut and Circuit Playground. Here is an Asteroids game. So there's a few schools that are using Python for uh, instructional use, you know, learn how to program. But with the Python on hardware things that are available now, like the Pi Gamer, you can do a full featured game. So this is an 11th grade class game, and it's Asteroids. So it's exactly what you expect, and kids made this. Um, other things that we saw in the community this week, uh, this is kind of a neat idea. So musical instruments, if it's too humid, they start to bend and warp and they sound different. So, or if it's uh, not humid enough. Yeah, or, or if it's not humid enough. Um, so an educator made this really cool uh, humidity sensor using a circuit playground and circuit python. That's kind of cool. Um, this is the glass cube that was making the rounds. This is a 4x4 LED cube, all programmed with, you guessed it, circuit python. Programmed with other things, but on glass. one of the things that uh, they showcased is it's easy to change and program using CircuitPython. This is a cool project. Uh, this is a uh, prototype of a community art installation, and when you press the buttons on the Pi Portal, it controls the music and audio that's inside GarageBand. So as you uh, press stuff, it'll beep beep, you know, goes changes and will uh, play different things inside of you know, it's installed on all Macs. Easy, easy to use and easy to interact with. Um, this is kind of neat. So uh, we're always trying to figure out, like, how do we describe what CircuitPython can do? Luckily, uh, people usually do a better job uh, even than we could because they're they're using it for the first time and they're just hitting Twitter and just like, wow, CircuitPython users are living in the future already. Plug and play Python, PNPP on hardware, IoT under five minutes, great documentation examples, and wonderful community support. This is an Adafruit Pi badge connected to the internet using ESP8266 airlift feather wing. So um, the other part of this was they were able to uh, do something really complex in uh, about two minutes and less than 40 lines of code. So we're in a good spot. That's where we want to be. Being able to do that first five minute project, like blinking an LED in less than a, in less than a minute, that's old now, that's easy. Um, not for other things, but for CircuitPython is. But then IoT projects in a matter of minutes, it's powerful. Powerful. Um, powerful JP's stuff. testing out the uh, Winterbloom module. So uh, here is a view from JP's cigar box synth, I think. And it's using this really neat um, Soul MIDI CV module, and it's coded with CircuitPython. Joey, who won the Take Flight with Feather contest, is working on all sorts of things. This is the Babel board. It's basically a chip with a lot of the font information on it. And uh, it's a little feather wing that plugs in the back. So you get all the fonts uh, and all the ways to display text on a screen very easily. Also this week, uh, here is an in-progress of the NXP-based feather. Arturo and Lady Ada are working on that. It's the uh, RT-1011. RT-1011. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also got Clue running on a bright board. So Clue is a micro-bit-shaped board. Uh, we'll talk about that later on in the show. And uh, we wanted to make sure it worked with some of the micro-bit accessories, and it does. Um, the cool thing about this, you can drag and drop your own image on there, 
I happen to like Powerpuff Girls, so I put that on my board. And then uh, this week coming up, Scott's going to be doing a talk at Pi Cascades, February 8th and 9th. So if you're in Portland, check it out. Um, if it's streamed or anything else, we will... It's a nice small local PyCon yeah, conference. We'll, uh, Less we'll intense than PyCon. Okay. okay. That's Python on hardware this week. Quite a bit going on. All right. Um, we've been doing a series of videos called All the Internet of Things, and we just finished up the last one. Yay. DigiKey IoT Studio. It is a long video. It has all but the things step by you step. need. It is comprehensive, just like all the rest of them. We did security. We did platform. We did services. So here is a uh, under one minute trailer of just some of the things you can learn in this uh, if you want to use a DigiKey IoT Studio, some of our hardware, and more. So Lady Ada and Brent are in this, and here is the trailer. Welcome to episode six of Adafruit and DigiKey's All the Internet of Things series, a six-part program which covers everything you need to know about IoT. To kick off the step-by-step -step build, I'm gonna put you in the capable hands of my colleague, Brent, who is an IoT studio guru. Thanks, Lady Ada. This project will require you to have a hardware IoT system to control. We recommend picking up the Smart Home Kit for DigiKey IoT Studio on the Adafruit or DigiKey website. Follow along with our guide on the Adafruit learning system to assemble and wire your own IoT home. Wow, have we really made it to the final video? I feel like we've gone through so much together on this journey, and like journeymen, we are finally ready to apply all the knowledge we've picked up over the series to make a complete project. Cool, and uh, special thanks to Brent, who did an excellent job with this, and of course, DigiKey, who has been an amazing partner for this entire video series. And there's more people that can do IoT stuff with hardware they're purchasing from DigiKey or from Adafruit or really from anywhere. And it's a trusted source and you did an amazing job, Lady Ada. Brent did all, almost all of this. For uh, this, this video one. and then for the other ones, uh, yeah. you spent a lot of time on it. Good you, had a, you and I both did it, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a very big project, but now we have a great resource that'll last for a very long time. Yeah, that's the hard thing about IoT. You have to do a good enough job so it lasts long and it's current and it's good fundamentals. So like the security one is really good. If yeah. you haven't watched it, watch it. Okay, time travel. We do things, the world does things, and sometimes they end up in this segment. Um, okay. Yeah, we have an ongoing series, Machine Learning Monday, and this is using Teachable Machine. If you've had a hard time making models with machine learning, uh, which is everyone, uh, this is a good way to do it. Google has a cool thing called Teachable Machine, and what we did was we, we trained it to detect if you have a hoodie on or off, and then we had it control physical hardware. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's show a little little video. We also have a guide on how to do that, okay. if you're interested, but here's uh, the, the, the quick version. Yes. In in what is this? This is Machine Learning Monday. I'm using Teachable Machine to train up some images of me wearing a hoodie and then some images of me not wearing a hoodie and then me missing. And I trained a model, and you can see the model here. I have a hoodie on. It says I've got a hoodie at the bottom here. Yeah. And then I exported the model. So there you go. Exported it to TensorFlow.js. And then I've put it in um, this P5 sketch that will use Web USB to connect to a Circuit Playground Express. Yeah, so you're going to connect hardware. Yeah, and then you can see the web USB sends data. So if I'm wearing a hoodie, it's yellow. If I'm not wearing a hoodie, it goes purple. So I'm connecting hardware to machine learning using Teachable Machine. All right, Machine Learning Monday. Hoodie, no hoodie. Hoodie, no hoodie. Hoodie, no hoodie. 
Okay, some more time travel. Um, it is Chinese New Year right now. Yay! So if we you start the cycle over. Yeah, if you and we have our neat little graphics, see the little mouse? Yes, it's, it's year, cute. It's Year of the Rat. That's our little graphic that we made. And so if you're in the electronics biz or if you're just a world citizen, you know it is during Chinese New Year right now. Yes. And because of a possible worldwide pandemic, things are going to be even slower this year. So um, we'll let everybody know because we were asked like, oh, does, how does Chinese New Year affect you? Well, we do a really good job with uh, supply chain and uh, preemptively figuring out the inventory that we need. So we've been doing this for a decade, so we're good at that. Uh, however, looks like Chinese New Year is going to be a little extended, so we'll let everyone know if it affects us. Uh, we do things so we can manufacture here in the U.S., we can manufacture yes. abroad, so we're fine. Uh, if so we can get parts. If we can't get parts, yeah. then we might have to wait. Eventually, we would run out of parts, but we have enough for now, um, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So uh, stay safe, everyone out there. We'll be watching the news, and we'll update everyone if uh, anything's delayed with anything that we do. Okay. Uh, we're an open source hardware company, Lady Ada. Yes. And there's a couple things going on in the world of open source hardware. First up, um, if you go to tindy.com, you will see, if you refresh a bunch of times, <laughs> maybe a ad from Adafruit. Yeah. So one of the things that we try to do is diversify the ads that we put online. So there's Google and Facebook, and it's like the duopoly of yeah, advertising. Yeah, yeah. But we try not to spend... That's also indie. We try not to spend a lot there, and we also try to help sites that help makers. So we've done ads on Make, we've done ads on Hackaday, uh, and Tindy, they had an opening, and so we have one. And this one is just saying, hey, if you have a microcontroller, easiest way to program is CircuitPython, and we point people to CircuitPython.org. Because one of the things we notice is a lot of new boards on Tindy, the first thing they do is say, I want to focus on the hardware, so I'm going to use CircuitPython. So there's a, lot of, there's a lot of things that use CircuitPython on Tindy. We also notice that on CrowdSupply, a lot of the newer boards that people make they don't want to reinvent the wheel each time. They want it easy, and they want something like Python that has, you know, maybe the most support out there mm -hmm. in educational circles. So um, we're doing that, and uh, if you see it, uh, it doesn't help us if you click it or anything. We just wanted to support Tindy. So if you but like, that's why you're seeing them. Yeah, if you like independent makers uh, and you want to sell your stuff, check out Tindy.com as well. Um, next up, the 10th anniversary of the Open Hardware Summit is coming up soon. On our blog, I posted up uh, one, things about Summit, two, that the badge, the wearable, is running CircuitPython, and three, if you want this cool Blinka open hardware logo logo pack, we have them up there too. Okay, great. I need, I need more snakes on gears. That's right. Um, and then a reminder, the GitHub Education plus Adafruit deal is still going on. If you're a student and you verified you're a student with GitHub, then you connect your GitHub account to your Adafruit account, and you get You're a free year of to, I.O. Yeah. and or get all these. Yeah. You get up to 30% off a Circuit Playground Express or a Circuit Playground Bluefruit. You do have to verify you're a student, though. Yep. Just a little extra step. We have 2,115 guides. Lady Ada, what was on the big board this week? I'm glad you asked. Okay, we had a bunch of guides this week. I wrote a couple guides as well. Yeah. Um, uh, at the bottom, we've got uh, Noah and Pedro. Last week, they did the uh, uh, Infinity Mirror guides. Check that out if you like to build little Infinity Mirror coasters. Um, JP also had a guide last week on doing HID, uh, sorry, two weeks ago, on doing HID Bluetooth. In case you missed that, it's a five button um, uh, Bluetooth keyboard. So, very handy. And then um, I did, uh, I, you can see the, the 
the guide with the three circles. It's a magnetometer calibration guide, so um, we're doing some projects that have magnetometers in them soon. You have to calibrate those. It's not hard, but uh, you do have to have a separate software helper. So I just went through a couple different ways to uh, calibrate a magnetometer. You can use um, MotionCal from uh, PJRC. You can use a um, script that we've got uh, for Jupyter Notebooks, so you can do it in an Arduino program. A lot of different options, um, but I wanted to have one place, so when I tell people, go calibrate your magnetometer, they go there. Colin uh, did a little guide um, just showing how to make your um, Oculus Quest a little more comfortable, and also last longer by strapping a battery pack on the back. He just went through and tried all the diff different battery packs and found the one that works best, and then just wrote like a really quick guide showing how to attach it so it's both more comfortable and lasts longer. You also have a guide on uh, Bluetooth Apple Media Services. So if you've got uh, an iOS device, it's transmitting over Bluetooth what it's playing and how long it's been playing it for and the, the album and um, the artist and the track. And so you can read that over Bluetooth or energy as it's transmitted and then display it. Normally it would be on like an Apple Watch, but in this case we showed on a gizmo. Also did a secondary sensor lab guide on gyroscope calibration. Uh, there's a, going to be a zero rate offset whenever you have a gyroscope. Uh, the higher quality ones have lower uh, zero rate, but they all kind of have one. Um, so if you remove that, you just make your gyroscope even more uh, precise and you can get better measurements with less drift. We've got two teachable machine guides. They both came out this week, just coincidentally. One is by Andrew. Uh, it shows how we um, can use teachable machine to train um, multiple components. In this case, he, he did like capacitors, uh, chips, resistors, trained teachable machine to recognize those different kind of components, and then deployed that TensorFlow model onto a Raspberry Pi to make a standalone image recognition device. So this is powerful because historically getting image recognition has been really, really hard. Like people aren't really good at um, knowing how to train or retrain um, like an image model and the image models that are available right now are really good at like, is it a cat or is it a dog or is it a tiger or is it like, you know, a water bottle, but they're not gonna be good at specific items that you might want to identify and differentiate. So teaching machine does that and we just show how to do that and then deploy it to a Raspberry Pi. Likewise, if you don't want to use Raspberry Pi, you just want to connect hardware to um, machine learning and, and detect two or three different items then have a servo move. We rebuilt the Teeny Sorter project, which is from Google, which is a teachable machine project using uh, Papercraft. Um, they used uh, an Arduino Leonardo um, and had to do a couple extra steps. We ported this to the Circuit Playground Express, which means you don't have to do any Arduino ID. You can just drag and drop the UF2 file and immediately uh, get going with this uh, project. We can see it's detecting whether your Lucky Charm cereal has charms or the boring oats, and it will um, detect it using your laptop camera and then sort them into different bins. So basically, you get a cup of marshmallows you can eat. Or oats. Oh, so you know, if you want to do like you know M and M color sorting or something, these are common projects people do with machine learning to start. Um, Teachable machine and Web USB together make this a very easy project. Nan Pedro and Liz worked on uh, Pi Portal Titano weather station, a uh, really beautiful large weather station using cool 8 bit graphics, has alarms and alerts, um, uh, so you can kind of customize your uh, uh, weather station to also, of course, tell you the time and the date, but also let you know if it's like, hey, don't forget you have an appointment today. 
we'll show a video of that soon. Uh, from Dan C, uh, the Cleveland Museum has a public feed of all the different art that they have. Uh, it's all public domain art, which is cool because it's art's old. Um, you can display it on your Pi Portal, Pi Portal Titano, um, to get a daily dose of cool art that the Cleveland Museum has kindly put online for us. And we have two guides with thermal cameras. It's kind of a twinsy uh, week for guides. Um, we have one guide uh, from Catney that's on how to use the MLX 9640 32x24 uh, IR thermal camera that we recently put in the shop. We have a guide with Arduino and CircuitPython code, including uh, thermal camera examples for both. And then uh, Jan, Jan Goolsby did a really amazing detailed guide on Display.io and also how to make a thermal camera, really step-by-step -step guide on how to make a user interface and how they took um, the data and plotted it and did like the min and max temperatures and set alarms and like all the different things that they did to make it not just like a simple demo, but a really usable thermal camera. And they're using a different thermal sensor, the AMG 8833, which comes in a feathering format, so it plugs into the back. Okay. Those are the guides for the week. More ahead soon. It's true. It is time for some main New York City factory footage. Take it away, Adafruit Factory. And it wouldn't be Adafruit factory footage without looking at all the construction going on outside our windows. So yes, they started putting in the foundation too, yeah. so we're going to start seeing that. Disney's going on. moving in across the street from Adafruit. Okay, We've got some 3D printing videos. We're going to play them back to back. The first one is the Titano weather monitor, wa monitor and station, alarms, and then, yeah. then we have a Mandalorian blaster. Sweet. So I got all Mandalorian stuff lately. This is the way. It is the way. Hey, what's up, folks? In this project, we're building a retro weather station with Adafruit's Pi Portal. With twice as many pixels, the Pi Portal Titano has a bigger screen with the Cortex M4 and the ESP32. This uses the Open Weather Maps API to display your local weather, your city of choice, and the date and time. 
We set this up with alarms so you can create custom reminders and even playback audio. It's time to take out the trash. Don't forget to watch out for trash pandas. You can use the touchscreen or the hardware buttons to snooze or dismiss the alarms. The icons are inspired by 8-bit graphics and the fonts are stylized like a dot matrix printer. With all this screen, it's only fitting we made the graphics go with the 3D printed case. The case has access to the USB-C port and there's even a spot for the speaker on the side. Like most of our designs, the case snap fits so it's easy to put together or take apart. It's easy to customize the fonts and graphics so you can create your own weather station. Huge shout out to Liz Clark for writing the code for this project in CircuitPython. The alarms are set up in a separate file so it's easy to customize the time or add your own. You can also display your favorite holidays or create your own special day. Be sure to check out Liz Clark's video on how she wrote the code, links in the description. You can install the latest version of CircuitPython by heading over to the website. Select your hardware and choose to download the stable release or the latest beta. Just double press the reset button to get the Pi Portal into the bootloader mode. Connect the board over USB and drag and drop to install the firmware. The code and libraries live on the device so it's accessible on any computer. I designed the 3D printed case with a snap fit assembly so it's pretty easy to put together. The parts are printed without any support material so they're ready to go right off the printer. You can get the parts to build this project, links are in the description. We'll start the assembly by putting together the buttons with the mounting plate. The button PCBs are secured with a few nylon screws and hex nuts. The stemma cables are plug and play so there's no need to solder anything. The button assembly fits inside the case and is secured with additional nylon screws. Be sure to press those buttons to get a feel for their clickiness. Place the Pi Portal onto the screen cover and line up the mounting tabs. You'll want to use M3 screws to secure the PCB to the built-in standoffs. Place the screen over the faceplate and line up the mounting tabs. Additional M3 screws are used to secure these parts together. After that, we can plug in the stemma cables from the two buttons. The mini oval speaker connects to the audio port on the back of the Pi Portal. Then we can snap fit the faceplate onto the case with the ports lined up with the cutouts. The speaker is press fitted into the holder on the side of the case. And lastly, we can install the back cover. And there you have it, that's how easy it is to put this together. We think this IoT project is really good for folks just getting started. So if you're looking to build cool projects, be sure to check out the Learn Guide. Thanks so much for watching and don't forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit.
forget, every single Wednesday, if you want to learn how to make all this stuff, check out 3D Hangouts with Noam Pedro, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, every Wednesday. Okay, Lady Ada, before we go over to uh, New Productsville Population U, um, don't forget the code is Clue Alpha, and that goes to 11.59 p.m. tonight, or maybe a bit later. Maybe tomorrow it'll still work, just saying. So, uh, yeah. All right, first up, a reminder, um, March is going to come up really fast, so if you haven't already subscribed to Adabox, go to adabox.com. Um, we have the least amount of open subscriptions out of all the times we've done Adabox. It'll go fast, so I am uh, doing what I was told to do by the team and reminding everyone, if you want one, subscribe. First up. Okay. We've got a bunch of USB-C cables. So this is kind of the last type of USB-C cable that we had not carried. It's a type A, like rectangular, which is common. A lot of computers still have type A. And the other end is USB-C. So great if you have a device that is a USB-C uh, phone or, or electronic device or a feather, like we have the um, STM32F405 feather, comes with USB-C and then, you know, plug it upright, turn around, plug it the other way. Got a couple different cables. This is our little shorty cable, super cute. But we also have it in uh, one foot long, which is cute, but a little bit less cute perhaps. And then uh, we also have one that is three feet or one meter long. So three different options. Uh, they're a little bit more expensive because of course there's copper. We got ones with nice uh, thick um, power lines and the data lines are a little thinner. So uh, really good for any case where you have a standard USB-A and you want to use USB-C. Okay, next up. No, those are all the cables. You want to do um, any additional? No, these are just all the cables. Photo showing? Nope. Or you're cool with all that? It's basically the same cable, different length. All right. Okay, moving right along. We've got this kind of cool plastic octagon robot chassis. I wasn't so sure about this, but then once I got it, I was like, you know what, this is actually kind of sweet. Yeah, we've so, tried everything, and so this is one of the few that we're stocking. Yeah, we like this because, first off, it's really big. Um, a lot of chassis are either really tiny or, like, really huge, but this is large but light, so, because it's plastic, not metal. Um, it's very strong, though. It's, it's, it's quite thick plastic. It's got tons of mounting options, so, like, no matter what you got, is it Arduino, Raspberry Pi, Jetson Nano, Cricut? You'll be able to attach it. You can put uh, TT motors on the side, but there's, you can actually put like motors in almost any direction. There's like tons of motor and servo mounts. There's a servo mount here, and there's like servo mounts on the side. And um, making a, make a great little uh, two-wheeled robot, as you can see here. Um, and then uh, you, know, you can use mechano wheels if you want. You can have it go in different directions. Lots of space to mount battery packs, um, or sensors, or robot arms what have you, and it's a great price. Um, another nice thing about it is because it's plastic, it's easy to machine. Need more holes, drill them out, cut them. You can do almost anything you like to this uh, chassis and it'll stay strong and in one piece. Okay. Good chassis. Next up. We have uh, the Microelectronica Click Shield. This will take a feather board. Um, we haven't, don't have any clicks, so uh, you know, it looks like it would work with any feather. And um, you plug two clickboards on the side. These are proprietary kind of format uh, from Microelectronica uh, called Microbus. And um, there's pins on. Yeah, maybe zoom in a little bit more. Maybe, yeah, 
Another chassis. That chassis, chassis was, was so, so big. big. We had to back it up. So chunky. Um, so you can add, uh, they have like a couple hundred different clickboards of different sizes. They go up to this wide. Uh, so it's a, it's a good match for um, a feather. Uh, so you put the feather in the center. You can power it over USB-C and it has like a look like a little buck converter that gives you the three volt power or you can um, power it directly from the micro USB either way. Don't know, maybe you want to use a USB-C connector, that's fine. Um, and then uh, over here, um, you can plug in two different ones and then they have all the pinouts um, are different. So you'll have to go to the data sheet to see where like the int pins are, are routed or maybe on the back, they'll tell you. Yeah. And um, I think if you have clickboards and you want to use them with a feather, this is a great little adapter. It's really well designed, very, very pretty board. Um, I will say, as far as I can tell, clickboards don't come with Arduino or Python library code. So you will have to either find library code or write your own. Like they don't provide that kind of yeah. software support. So that's, the, that's why we don't really carry them is they don't seem to have Arduino or Python code for them. And we kind of don't sell anything unless there's driver code that we can get people started with. So that's a trade-off. That said, if you have clickboards, you like using them, you have a feather, yeah. this is a great way to get them working together. We also want to support the feather e ecosystem so people are able to, like they're able to have more sensors and more things for their hardware and it's feather compatible. Yeah. So. Cool. Next up. Okay, next up we have a uh, little potentiometer that comes with a cable attached to make it really easy to do plug and play. It's a Stemma cable, so it's a um, why don't you go to the overhead because actually the demo that doesn't have the demo on it. Um, so we have the potentiometer, the cable. In this case, the cable is just plugged into a breadboard. But if you have one of our boards that have a three JST pin connector, we have three pin to three pin adapters. Um, this just changes the uh, color when I twist the knob. Basically, you just want like an easily mountable wire potentiometer. It's you know a very easy thing to get going with. Um, especially if you don't want to do no soldering whatsoever with your project. It's a nice 10K potentiometer, super easy to use, very uh, self-descriptive. Okay, next up. Uh, we have a version of the 5-volt fan that we've stocked for a while. Um, this version has a uh, Molex Pico blade connector. The other one we had had a, uh, a 1.1 uh, inch 2.5 millimeter pitch connector so you could plug it into a Raspberry Pi header immediately or any other kind of um, single board computer if you want just powered off of the, the 5 volt power. This one has a Pico blade because we're going to be designing some boards that have the fan built into it and so we wanted to have a plug and play little connector that was very nice to surface mount. It's the same fan but if you want to integrate this fan into like a full device um, it's easier to find surface mount connectors for this cable end connector than for the other one. Otherwise, it's the same fan. Okay, and the star of the show tonight, besides the community, our customers, and you, Lady Ada, is the new board, Clue. It's yes. Here. Get a Clue, you got a Clue. You can get a Clue now. Well, we just sold out, so we're gonna put in some yeah, more tomorrow. Yeah, there'll be more. That's why, so by the way, that's why the code is gonna go a little bit longer, because we'll have more in yeah. shortly. Yeah, so. we, we have a bunch, we just, we put in half before the show, and then we kind of sold out. We'll put the other half. It's here. Uh, like 100 tomorrow. Beautiful silk. Great sell screen by Phil B. So this is prints on the back, super cute. Little fingerprints on the buttons. Yeah. Logo so if you got fingerprints on it, you can just say like, yeah. "Oh, that's on purpose." Um, and it even has the little inset uh, numbers and prints on the front. So if you want to have it like the 
the micro bit. Yeah. Okay, so I gotta zoom in again. Yeah. Um, so this is the clue. Get it there. Um, so it's, it's got a micro bit shape, but it's a different chipset than the micro bit. So on the back, it's got an NRI52840, which is a one megabyte of flash, 256K of RAM, 64 megahertz processor. So it's like four or five times faster, at least, than the NRI51 on the micro bit. It also has a ton of sensors. So you've got a microphone, you've got a barometric pressure sensor, a temperature and humidity sensor, a gyroscope, accelerometer, magnetometer. Um, there's also a little buzzer on the back, which I'm, I think I'll keep. I wasn't sure if I was going to keep it, but now maybe I'm thinking of keeping it. Uh, it's also got a NeoPixel, two megabytes of flash memory storage, so you can data log to it or use it for CircuitPython. Um, a Stemma or Quick connector, so you can use this with Grove sensors, uh, Stemma connectors, or, or Quick sensors and devices. If you want to attach a GPS, plug and play, add that. It's got the same standard reset button you know and love. A uh, little regulator here. And then, um, of course, the really nice thing is it's got this beautiful 1.3 uh, inch 240 by 240 color TFT, where normally on the micro bit you'd have 5 by 5 LEDs. 25 LEDs is great, but in this case, you've got 240 by 240 pixels that's full color um you can like play gifs on it you can plot data you can have this is just a simple demo where i have it printing out you know if i if i cover up the light you can see the the light sensor changes oh yeah and then on the front there's another couple sensors this is a light and gesture and uh proximity sensor to also do uh pulse and then um i have two bright leds here uh if i press this button they turn on and these LEDs are so that the color sensor has um, white light reflecting off the object that you're trying to measure. And then if I press this button, it'll beep. A little beepy. So you can do a little uh, beeps and buzz. So we put this all together, and this is the alpha version. Um, you know, we plugged it into a bunch of different devices that uh, are microbit compatible. And, and basically, as long as we wrote the code in Arduino or in CircuitPython, um, all the pins match the same function. The analog pins are the analog pins. I squared C pins are I squared C, SPI or SPI. Of course, it's not the same chip, so it's not going to be identical. But um, we got at least all of the functions that were on the micro bit, and none of these are shared. So on the micro bit, almost all these pins down here are shared with the matrix. Um, but in this case, none of them are. They're all completely available for use. The only two pins that are shared are the I squared C pins are, of course, shared with all the I squared C sensors, which is not unexpected. Um, all this, uh, you got a little battery connector. We put a regulator on here so you can use any battery from three to six volts. So you don't have to worry about um, alkaline versus rechargeable. You can use any battery you like pretty much and it will safely regulate it down to 3.3 volts. You can still use alligator clips on any of these pads. But what we like is, you know, a lot of the things that people attached on to a micro bit are already built in like the, the buzzer or NeoPixel or all the sensors or the microphone or, you know, having a plug and play I squared C um, sensor or, uh, you know, white LEDs or a display. So it's all built in. This makes it more expensive, but I think that's okay. People, I think, will start with a micro bit. And then as they're like, okay, I want to do more. I need more sensors. I want to do machine learning with TensorFlow. I want to run CircuitPython. I want to do more advanced projects. Um, you can upgrade to the Clue. And yeah, and the accessories that you have with Microbit work. Still work. And it's a familiar form factor for a lot of people, and it has all the benefits of CircuitPython and Nordic's NRF52840. Yeah. So uh, we have a lot in store for this board. and uh, So far, this is just the alpha. So yeah. it's at a reduced price because we might change around some of the sensors. 
I like this sensor set, but you know, we're gonna do more experiments. If it turns out we need to change one of these sensors, we might, so just be aware that things may change. It might not. Um, so far, our alpha hardware, we haven't made yeah. a lot of changes, but it is something just to be aware of. Not, you know, not a good idea to get this and just assume like, I'll be able to get 500 and they're exactly identical and every pin is exactly the same. Yeah. Um, that said, I'm pretty confident with this design. Um, so check it out. Another thing to watch out for is there is no scratch or make code support at this time. So you can program this with Arduino IDE. We have Arduino Core for NR5284. We've had it for years. Yeah. And you can use it with CircuitPython. Um, yeah. So those are the two ways to program it. Cutting edge. Cutting edge. Make code it does not support this chip yet. We'd love for it to, but it's just not, there's no ETA. We think it will eventually, but don't get this with the assumption that you'll be able to use make code with it. Uh, it yes. doesn't exist yet. Okay, Lady Ada. You want to do a speed round? New, 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 new. We've got USB-C Type A to Type C cables, three different lengths, six inches, one foot, and three feet. So all the cables you need to get new USB-C devices connected to your classic Type A device. You get this nice chassis. You just get only this blue plastic chassis, but it's nice thermoplastic, easy to machine, easy to attach motors to, servos, sensors, any kind of board. It would make for a great robot base. Nice and strong, but also very light. If you have click boards for microelectronica and you like to use them with your feather, uh, this adapter shield will take a feather you plug into the center, and then you get two microbus connectors on each side uh, for easy um, attaching of click boards. Uh, this potentiometer uh, comes with a cable that you can uh, plug and play into a breadboard. Uh, it even comes with a cable, so it's really easy to make uh, you know, a, a potentiometer user interface without any soldering or uh, you know, trying to fit into a breadboard. It's always a little bit tough with these potentiometers. This 5-volt fan is just like the one we have in the shop, but this one, uh, instead of a 0.1-inch pitch connector, it has a uh, Molex Pico blade connector. So this is good if you, uh, like me, are designing a board that will have this fan plug into it, um, and you want to have a nice secure connection. So it's a surface mount friendly connector on the edge of the fan. And finally, we have some clue boards in stock. This is the alpha version of our micro bit shaped and inspired NR52840 board. It comes with buttons, light, gesture, proximity, humidity, temperature, barometric pressure, accelerometer, gyroscope, magnetometer, Buzzer, NeoPixel, two megabytes of flash, NRF52840, uh, you know, Cortex M4 running at 64 megahertz, full color, 1.3 inch, 240 by 240 uh, IPS display in the front, tons of GPIO available, um, some white LEDs in front for the light sensor, two buttons reset, stem connector, any kind of battery you like. I think I said everything. So yep. check it out. It's the alpha version but uh, it's good for people who want to get going with Arduino or CircuitPython on this board and start experimenting with the Clue. That's new. The Clue is new. All right, the Clue so is new. I'm going to leave the code on clue probably through new. tomorrow because we might have some more clues in. So if someone gets an email, if you sign up, then you can do that. But uh, just know that they're going to go fast. But don't forget, yep. the code is Clue Alpha celebrating the launch of our new board, the Clue. Yay! Okay, let's do some um, top secret. Yes. We got some top secret from the Adafruit Vault. Okay, what's in this vault today? 
Uh, first up, we'll have this soon. Uh, Anne and Isaac are working on this, but we have a of-the-day data source that has all sorts of things to deal, uh, do with uh, people and STEM and STEAM and electronics and more. So it's uh, a data source. It'll be on GitHub, and it's in JSON format, and we'll use it for lots of things, but uh, your IoT device will turn on, and it'll figure out what time it is, and then it'll get of the day. This was January 25th, Robert Boyle was born and known for chemistry. And we can tell also when we a, tested it a couple days ago. can tell when we tested it, and there's also a QR code that'll take you to the Wikipedia page. Arturo and Lady Ada are working on the new Feather NXP, so we have some preview photos in progress. All the components are in place, but that's okay. We thought it'd be cool to show you. Coming soon. Coming soon. Really coming soon. We bought one of the bright boards from Geek Mom Projects, also known as Bright Wearables. And uh, we, ha we had a little uh, a demo with it, and so I thought I'd play this video, because uh, the clue was, this was Clue on, on Saturday Clue or Sunday Clue, and now Clue is launched, but this was still a top secret at the time. You know, what is this? Hey, I'm just playing around with this sample I got of the Bright Board from Bright Wearables. This is a micro bay accessory that lets you make custom cool backpacks with LEDs and electronics. You can coat up your cool LED backpack available at the Bright Wearable site. But I thought, since we're using the Clue board recently, and it's got this nice display, let's just verify it still works. So this is running CircuitPython, and I've got it displaying an image here, and then it's drawing these uh, dot star LEDs, and you see it's doing this really cool gradient pattern between the three Powerpuff Girls LED colors, um, and it works pretty nicely, so. That's right, you could just drag and drop your images. So with the Microbit, you have, you know, the little red LEDs, with no. Clue, you can drag and drop your own images that you want. Yeah. Cool. For more customizability. So we'll be continuing to test a lot of microbit accessories. So for the educators and people who have microbit accessories, you'll be able to do even more things with them with Clue. But you got to get a Clue. See how it's kind of funny? Um, you're going to be hearing that a lot. And then uh, this is the preview of the Circuit Playground Express web plotter that Lady Ada and Melissa are working on right yeah, now. Yeah, this is a web serial. web serial. I mean, it says Circuit Playground Express web plotter because we were first trying it with the Circuit Playground Express, but it's a generic web serial plotter. So basically the plotter that you know and love in Arduino or in Moo, what if you didn't have to download and install Arduino Moo? Great applications, love them. I have them installed. But sometimes there's people who can't or don't want to download software just to get a serial output or plot data. Um, you know, why not just have it plot in the browser? And we can do that now thanks to Web Serial and thanks to the Chrome team for adding this like super cool. Yeah. It was really easy. Melissa like got it working. She followed the microbit tutorial that they put up yeah. and she got it running. And, you know, we used Chart.js and, uh, you know, she's, of course, amazing in JavaScript, but also it was so easy to put together this demo. So this took her maybe, you know, six, seven hours. Yeah. And then on the overhead, uh, maybe you can show the preview of a injection mold case that we're going to do. Yeah. This is super early. Yeah. This um, is a 3D printed prototype of... Um, the clue case. No, we're not going to do AirPods. It looks like a little... It looks like an AirPods But it's going to be translucent. So yeah. It's going to be clear. That'll be, be clear and you'll be able to see the screen through it, but that's what yeah. you could potentially have clue in. Yep. Coming soon. Still very early, Hot as you can see. Off the printer press. Off the 3D printer tablet press. Yeah. All right, back in the vault. Back in the stuff. vault, you guys. Okay, cool. Well, head over to adafruit.it slash discord. That's where we have 16,000 of us. Thank you, everyone, who has joined this cool adventure together, this special place that we're all building, and take good care of each other, and that's why a lot of people are hanging out. 
um, that's where we answer your questions. So that's where you want to go, and we'll answer the questions you have, and uh, we're going to not do a giveaway this week, because... Mm. No, we're just going to store it up. I'll do store it, it up? later. Yeah. Okay. I have to do some stuff with the phones. So. Oh, that's right. Phone stuff. I just haven't that's had time. So that's fine. Okay. Next up. Let's do uh, some questions. Does the clue board work with Dragon Tail also? Where would I, should I look for information about that open book? I'm interested in trying to pick one up when you manufacture them. Okay. On open, for open book, go to hackaday.io because I think the project is all yep. documented there. So check out you know the winning entry and um, there's GitHub files. Uh, and I'm sure if you contact the person... Uh, Joey, they'll yeah. help you out. Search for um, Open Book on our blog, and we have links to all of it, and you can see a lot of the day-to-day um, -day progress with it. Hackaday.io, um, if you go there and go to Contest and click the Take Flight with Feather, you'll see it there front and center because it won, um, and the project log is there and more, and then also all the links to GitHub. When it's available on DigiKey, we'll make a bunch of noise. Yeah. Um, but that's where, uh, so we're going to manufacture it, and it'll be available on DigiKey's site. And then for the other part of the question, um, does the clue board work with Dragon Tail? Yep, that's in fact how I tested it. That's how I know it's the right edge connector. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, are there any other Adafruit products that use that amazing display that's on the clue? We have, um, yeah, the 1.3 the inch TFT is yeah, used, we have a breakout. Get, well, get I, close, get cl even closer. The thing I feel a little bad about is it's not like a full color. No, but still. So this is actually two pixels by two pixels to make it legible. Yeah. Um, it's 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 pretending like it's a 120 by 120 screen, but it's actually 240 by 240. Because if if I use the text at one pixel per line, you would it's very tough to read. Yeah. Um, it's the same display used in our 1.3 inch Mini Pi TFT, so you can plug it into a Raspberry Pi. Yeah. It's also the same screen um, that we use. We have a, a breakout for this 1.3 inch TFT. Um, and I've seen it a couple yeah, other places the, too. The thing that I That's realize, what it looks like. yeah, the thing that I realize is it looks like it's so good. It looks like a sticker, even yeah. when you film it. So when I put the Powerpuff Girl um, image on there. Um, you know, right away it's like, oh, that's a sticker. It's like, no, 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 it's not a sticker over, you know, a red micro bit. It's, it's the clue, prototype, and that's a real screen. The screen just happens to be that good. All right. Okay, okay. other questions? Yeah. Uh, do, do, do. Uh, folks really like the Discord. Uh, a couple people were talking about how they got introduced to the micro bit, which uh, I thought uh, was kind of neat. Because that's how that's one of the first things I did, the rock, paper, scissors yep. game. So wait till you roll in with this. Bam. You'd be like, hey, get a glue. I got a clue. We could do a, a animated GIF one. Yeah. yeah. That's the cool thing. It's all the stuff that you, you w once you do all the projects with Microbit and you're like, I'm hungry for more, but I, I like that form factor. And you also, I think, have to explain to educators that this is the board for them because of the shape. I think it actually matters. I think there's a lot of things that they associate with a certain shape. So Arduino, that's a you know a bigger, older format, and it's like, okay, that's downloadable software IEDE and C. We have something round, and that's make code in CircuitPython, and then this micro bit thing is like, oh, okay, like I understand, I understand the type of things I'm gonna be able to do with it. So one of the things we're gonna do, in addition to having the accessories work with it, we're gonna remake some of the micro bit projects, but then take them up a notch, because you have all this other stuff. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, we will need to add no screen images simulated at the fine print of I this know. one. That's true. And, uh, yeah, exactly. We have to say it's this is really those screens. And I think those are the only questions that we had 
that were bubbling up. So I think we're going to okay. be able to get you out of here right on time tonight. Easy. Later. All right. Thanks, everybody. All right. So, don't forget, we'll try doing giveaway next week. Yeah, we'll do a couple giveaways. Also, I want to give away a clue. We don't have any. So we just ran out right now. Yeah, this is my mind. I can't give it away. It's got my fingerprints all over it. It has your fingerprints on it. Okay. Uh, so with that, that's our show for now. Thank you, everybody. Don't forget, code is Clue Alpha. Good night. We'll, we'll have more clues in tomorrow. Sign up and we'll, uh, we we'll notify will. people. Um, we will also, oh, uh, let's see. Thanks for awesome shows. Got a new clue. Okay, good. Thank you. Uh, more clue You can always put nice compliments instead of questions. We'll that's take true. those. Um, that, that's always nice to hear. Yes. No one, no one ever gets hired. And let me just do one more reminder. So with GitHub sponsors, especially for Nicholas, I actually feel strongly about this one. Yeah. And that's why I jumped in on it right away. Please go and... Even if it's just like a buck or something, because he does so much for the community. And if, I, if you I, folks, if you downloaded Moo, it's like it's fair. It's fair. If you if folks knew how many hours engineers this put into their projects, stuff. yeah. And and if Moo they so if simple. they charged for it, you wouldn't be able to afford it. Moo is so simple that complexity had to get taken care of somewhere. Yeah. And it did. It's hard to make something that easy. So, anyways, um, in addition to you know buying some stuff from us, maybe spend a buck or two on on a github sponsor uh for nicholas okay uh, all right thanks everybody we'll see everybody next week 8 p.m uh tomorrow is jp show at 4 p.m that's right we'll see everybody next week show and tell 7 30 p.m ask an engineer 8 p.m known pedro 11 a.m eastern time next week thank you so much for making this uh a good show good cause good community together um we will um see you next week Thank you. I believe it's Takara in the chat. Let me make sure Thanks, who's Cara. helping out behind the scenes. Yep. Thank you, Takara, for helping out. Thanks, Takara and Kelly. The entire Adafruit team, the Adafruit community. Thank you. Thank you. And everyone who keeps this thing going, we are very thankful for being on this adventure with us. We will see you next week. Here is your moment of Zener. Bye. Bye, everybody.